going on everybody welcome to episode 478 of flow wrestling radio live i'm your host christian piles joined today and always by the one and only ben Askren coming at us from wisconsin where chickens are not getting killed but maybe we'll get killed how are the chickens this morning well we, we had one get killed a couple weeks ago that's uh, oh yeah poor one Got out eaten. snatched it, up who 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 snatched them up do we know do you have any suspects no, I mean, no, hawk, baby, a coyote, who knows? Okay, well, keep those kids safe from those coyotes. To my right, <laughs> our own personal coyote, Stephen Kyle Brackey. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just want to say something real quick. You say notice it. there's no Denver Broncos helmet in front of me today? I did notice that. Um, it is because one, Casey Cryer, the official long snapper of Floor Wrestling Radio Live, has a new team. Oh! He signed yesterday with the New York Football Giants. Okay. Wow. So I have talked to him, and he said that uh, he's going to do his best to get us a helmet. Well, he need, I think well, priority one needs to be to not move to New York right now. Yeah, I don't think he's doing that. I think I just told <laughs> off, you know, maybe just hang out there in Rocky Mountain High, and uh, when, once things clear out, then maybe make the move. But congrats to Casey, um, and we look forward to the, to the New York Giants helmet he, if we uh, get one. He, like, immediately, too, was like, I'm excited to be on the East Coast and be around, like, Jersey Wrestling. Oh, like he's man. already like what a wrestling guy. Yeah, he's already thinking about the matches and stuff he can go to. He's tired of going is to he, the OTC. <laughs> is he gonna be a Rutgers fan? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to find out. We gotta get Princeton, him on the show. Maybe Princeton. He can go there. Yeah, he can do both. He can be a New Jersey RTC guy. Yeah, he can join the RTC. <laughs> <laughs> he can he can wrestle with Pat Downey and Nick Rodriguez at the NJRTC. Okay. Well. Kale has spoken a few times, and it's it takes a large event to get Kale Sanderson on the Twitter sphere. <laughs> you have to Dude. accuse him of stealing a move, like Ben Askin did, <laughs> which got him had him looking for his password. He found it. It takes David Taylor winning worlds, and it takes the NCAA saying, "No, winter athletes, you're not getting a, an extra year." And Kale didn't just send a tweet; he went on a tweet storm. Um, kind of going back and forth with people and you know he makes great points but i ben i want to get your thoughts first on what what you um why you think this rose the level for kale to to speak up about this uh well i mean obviously it's, it's completely unprecedented i mean this nothing like this has ever happened um you were quite fired up it was probably the long, longest monologue i ever heard you say last week so obviously <laughs> there there are some feelings about it you know what I kind of love about it, and it was the, when he called the guy dummy. He deleted. That. I kind of. He oh, he should not have. He should have doubled down. <laughs> that was fantastic. That was so fantastic. So anyway, but what was fantastic about it is, dude, that was. I mean, that was Kale's worst year, and he wants another chance at it. And I love that because obviously he's if he wants Iowa to get a whole year back. I mean, that was a great Iowa team, and he has he would have to beat that team again. And so I kind of I kind of like that, you know. I think if anyone, he would probably be in a position to say, "Okay, I'm kind of glad that year is, uh, you know, washed away." Not, and I don't, I don't have to give Iowa a title, but he's saying, "Let's do it. Let's roll it back." 
Yeah, I do like that. Um, his initial tweet, I just sent it to you, Tyler, if you want if you wanted to pull it up. But he said, winter sports student-athletes who lost the opportunity to compete at the NCAA championships need to be given the option of another year of eligibility. Although complicated, details can be worked out, and it's the right thing to do in the long run. Um, kind of went, I think everyone was excited to see that. What I don't understand is, why, why now? Why pre? Why post-vote? Do we get vocal and start? I, I think you know if if the more powerful coaches, Kale Sanderson, Tom Brands, Tom Ryan, John Smith, if they got in front of it, maybe that would have more impact. But now the the vote has happened. So the what what do you make of the timing? Or did do you think that did, Kale, Kale and company maybe thought, oh, we'll get the year and we don't need to yeah. fight this? I mean, that that's probably a possibility that they thought they were going to get the year and it was it was no big deal. Um, the other one, maybe he didn't realize what a big deal would be to his wrestlers, and maybe Mark and Chenzo and, and Shakur, maybe they came and said something to him. I mean, you know, I know we always heard rumors that Shaq wanted to just be done. He might not even come back, and I saw a, a long post from him as well about it, and so maybe that maybe that was what spurred it from Kale. Yeah, I'm not really sure because you are right about the timing. I mean, the vote was last Monday, and if you wanted to have a larger impact, you probably – would have been more ideal to do that right before the vote. And I'm sure he has, you know, not only could he, he voice his opinion via social media, but I'm sure he knows the right people to call to put a word in. Yeah, of course. Um, I agree with that as well. Um, you know, even Bracky put in here that the Oklahoma football coach Lincoln Riley quote tweeted Kale in support of it. He's not obvious. He's not a winner coach. No, it was well, I think surprising. he just likes Dom Demas. He wants to give Dom Demas another year. <laughs> and Anthony Man is he a big fan of the Ant Man? He's got to be. <laughs> He's got to be. He's got to be. No, but I mean, uh, Lincoln Riley is my top four or five football coach right now, and obviously Oklahoma is one of the best programs in the country. So for him to be vocal about it is pretty powerful. I don't know if anything can be changed. I don't now. know if like, anything can even yeah. be changed. I want to know who's on the committee. And who voted for it? Who voted against it? Um, Someone sent us the committee. I'll try to find out what you guys well, Was it? Yeah, I thought I saw there was an infographic of... There's the tweet. Yeah, where there was um, like 42 members on the committee or something, like two of which were student-athletes. A bunch of them were, a bunch of them were administrators. Yeah, they're, it's mainly like athletic directors. Yeah, I mean, that's who I assume would be making the decision. Would be would be ADs. So yeah, it'd be interesting to find out and which of those have wrestling schools and you have to I mean, we don't even know how close the vote was. Could have been unanimous, could have been really close. Um so interested to find that out. I think that the athletes and some of the coaches are kind of mobilizing behind the scenes and trying to plan their next move. So um, you know, if there's an opportunity for the decision to be changed that that would happen. So yeah, we will see. I, mean, I don't I'm I'm uh Unfortunately, I think at this point it, it's too little, too late, and the time for uh, being vocal and getting out in front of it was before the vote, not not afterwards. Yeah, I, I agree. I that's, that's kind of, I feel the same way that if if you wanted to do this, you probably should have done it last week. Not saying that it's impossible to change things now, but it's going to be really diff, really really difficult because the fact that it's kind of already done. Yes. Okay. Let's get to we've got one sixty five quarters, one fifty seven semis. What? I got I got something really important, Christian. Okay, it better be. No, do, you, do you hate it when I do this? 
No, I don't hate <laughs> you, it. You're per- just have do you it, told though. K? Have you told Caleb? I told Caleb yesterday. Oh, what happened? We were. I waited. I waited for. We were. Uh, we were at the park throwing the frisbee, and I was like, "Hey, hey <clears throat> I'm gonna tell you something. You're not gonna like it. You like to. I like to. <laughs> I like to say that to people. I'm like, I'm gonna tell you something right now. You're not gonna like it. Just like get it out okay. there. And he's like, okay. He got like super serious, and I said. Spencer and, and the wrestlers are not going to get the year back. And so he's like, he's like thinking, and he's like, so he can't win. He can't be a four-time NCAA champion. I was like, no, not unless they change their mind. He's he's like, he thinks about for a while. He had the Frisbee. He's like, hit the ground with it. Um, and then he's, <laughs> uh, then he's, then this is half the reason I didn't tell him. Because like, anytime you tell him something, it's just like, just rapid fire of questions that are related to it. And he's like, why did they – do you think that was right? And I was like, no, I don't think that's right. Well, why would they do that? He's basically like, if that was the thing, then why – he doesn't understand that if something was wrong, that it doesn't make sense to him that people would vote to do the the wrong thing. And I was like, well, it's complicated, and I'm trying to explain to him all that stuff. But he's not happy. He is not happy about it at all. Um so yeah, I told him. I told the poor boy. Are you happy? I said. I even said to him. I said, Ben Askren really wants you to know this. So I, I put <laughs> well, it on you. I just thought it was more funny that you you've been withholding uh, withholding information from him. Um, so going off Caleb's question though, Christian, if you're on the side that say say you have to support the argument that the athletes shouldn't get another year, mm-hmm. what's your best what's your best argument? Because I. I just don't see it besides it's really hard, which I think we've acknowledged that fact. I don't really see another point. Uh, perhaps you could say you're putting the schools in a unmanageable situation where point blank, all right, you've got Colin Moore and Luke Pletcher have to come off the books this year, and that incoming class yeah. from 2020 is coming in. And so there's this scholarship, and there's agreements. There's a signed agreement for a class of 2020 senior that says yeah, they're getting yeah. a certain amount of aid, and that aid is currently going to Collimore and Luke Pletcher, perhaps, right? And so trying to figure that out, I don't know how you yeah. do it. Um, but that's t- to me, that's the okay. Then it's on the schools to figure it out. It's on the athletes. Some athletes are going to have to make or, sacrifices or not take the year. Yeah, or couldn't you, you could also do some type of like, hey, we're giving you an extra scholar, one extra scholarship for the next year, you know, or something to partially alleviate that. And maybe you're asking a lot out of each school, um, but obviously we're in uh, unprecedented times. And I think the other thing, if, if you're the NCAA right now, okay, we're we're we didn't get our money from March Madness. I mean, they're they're upside down, right? So how much yeah. does that factor in? And okay, we're not going to have football. Maybe, maybe football yeah. is augmented. Shut your mouth. You you need to start thinking about it now. I mean, I have, who knows? I have. Um, you know, well, and when, that's where their when money does comes football from. start training? When does football start training? Well, so Summer. a bunch of them they have a spring practice, and a bunch of them had to. I mean, the, probably ninety percent of schools had to cancel spring practice, so they didn't get that. And no, then of most of them start up the training camp in August, early August, mid August. So there's. Uh, there's yeah, there's normally a lot of football from. I mean, there's a spring game for a lot of schools, right? Yeah, that's all canceled. Yeah. I saw Iowa. A couple of things. I saw Iowa State um, 
tweet. I think they're going to start cutting some pay of coaches. Man. Um, and then you know what? Sorry, sorry. When you said that, Kyle, you know what? I thought the scumbag move. I thought the fact that none of the colleges are giving any of the students back any room and board for the last six to eight weeks of their their semester. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that was yeah, that was, that was a scumbag move. Yeah, I don't even know how you could justify that because I'm paying you for this thing. You're not yeah. letting me have it. I don't even have the option to have it. That's yes. a, I think that's part of it. These colleges are upside down. Maybe you know they don't have yeah. the. Um, they're not financially – so I don't know what, what the thing is other so than they are it's making, hard. The other thing I wanted to mention, um, in the release when they announced that spring sports could get the year back is they're allowing the schools to kind of mess with uh, people that are returning money. So it says, members also adjusted financial aid rules to allow teams to carry more members on scholarship to account for incoming recruits and student-athletes who had been in their last year of eligibility who decide to stay. In a nod to the financial uncertainty faced by higher education, the council vote also provided schools with the flexibility to give students the opportunity to return for 2020-21 without requiring that athletes' aid be provided at the same level awarded for 2019-20. So basically what I – they don't have to get as much scholarship aid if they're taking the year. Correct. Which is what I'm saying they should be doing. That's like, okay, Colin Moore, you want to come back? All right, you, you're going to have to pay the price a little bit. Right. Yeah, you may have to pay for your school or whatever. And that only applies to student athletes who would have exhausted their eligibility this season. It's mm, so like yeah. you can't mess with a kid who's only be a sophomore or a junior's money. But that makes, that's fair. That makes sense. Yeah. The other thing you could, the other thing you could do that would be pretty obvious to me, uh, and this is within my ten ten minutes of brainstorming that we were talking about. This is uh, if you have a kid like that, so they're only allowing the seniors' money to be messed with, essentially the guys who would have been graduated. Yeah. You could always not require those guys to take full class loads, right? Because most of them will be graduated. They'll be in graduate school. Let them take some, some type of lighter class load because then obviously it's not going to be nearly as expensive for them to, uh, to go to college. A lot of them just want the, a semester back, right? Just then one extra sure. semester to compete. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like someone like Colin would not wrestle in the fall, but come back in the winter. I guess you can do that. Um, Tass Robertson says UVA at Wise is giving room and board as well as dining funds back. So not surprised to learn a a Virginia institution leading the way there. Good for them. Meanwhile, Wisconsin, who knows what they're doing up there. I don't think anybody is. The one that I thought was real scummy too was, uh, Harvard had like some, like, I don't know, $5 billion endowment or something. And they're cutting all their janitors and all their teachers pay and stuff. And it was like, Oh, come on. I mean, all these professional teams are yeah, having to a... get gilded into paying their employees. Like, the Sixers said, no, we're not paying any of the people, and then everyone trashed them, and they're like, okay, we're paying them. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. You were off a little on the Harvard endowment. It's uh, $40.9 billion. Oh, that was off by a lot. But, yeah, you can't, you can't pay uh, Goodwill Hunting to, to mop, the, mop the halls there. Makes sense. Seriously. That was in my tea. I know all you movie nerds. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> So, great movie. Okay, anything further? I'll, I'll just wait for your blessing, Ben. What, do you want to move on no, to this crazy uh, bracket? Yeah, I think, I think so. All Let's right, do well, it. This is awesome. It is an epic bracket, 165 quarters. Quick recap so you know what we're doing. We're going through the top uh, wrestlers of the last decade in college weights. We're narrowing down from eight down to two, then the one. Today we have 165 quarters, 157 semis, and 149 finals, Zane versus Metcalf, but we're starting with 165. 
Yeah, before we get started, uh, Anthony Ashnault was mad at us last night <laughs> because he was uh, like, "Dang it!" Because he was like, "I won the poll. What the hell is going on here?" Listen, that was a vote. The vote counted, but uh, it wasn't enough, Anthony. I'm sorry. <laughs> before um, I could even say anything back, uh, Tony Ramos jumped in and was like, "They're saying their vote, their vote trumps the people." But that's that not, is not the case. They have they have a vote. Although correct. if we, we have uh, a vote. If we decide to, we do have the landmine option for these next five weights. So <laughs> I've got yeah, the. I forgot we threw that in. <laughs> Don't forget the landmine. Remember, we can't use it in the finals, but anything else other than that, you can you can explode one bracket. All right, yeah. starting with the 165 quarters. Uh, your one seed, 2013 Kyle Dake versus your eight seed, 2014 Tyler Caldwell. Okay. Well, we saw this one uh, a few times. Yeah. Tyler Caldwell, very good, but Kyle Dake, great. Kyle Dake, next topic. Yeah, I think Kyle we. Can move How about on there. Kyle Dake? He's on the show yesterday with with Bader. Yep. And apparently they worked out some scenario where if they raise ten thousand dollars, Bader has to shave his head. Ben Askren, you oh, yeah. were you were at the uh, <laughs> forefront of the last time uh, Bader had to shave his head when he made a bet that you would lose to Quentin Wright and um, you defeated Quentin Wright s- soundly. Yeah, that didn't work out for him. I goaded him into that one. It was a bet. I would shave my head if I would have lost, but I, I knew I knew how, kind of how that one was going to go down. Why, so, why, um, why did you know how it was going to go down? Because there's no way in hell he was going to get an underhook on me. I'm not a dumbass. <laughs> Pardon my language. Pardon my language. <laughs> Pardon is my language. It, wait, is not why, getting, are you, why are you saying part of my language now? You yeah, cuss like once or language. twice a show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? No, here's what I want to press into is like, is not getting underhooked as simple as not being an idiot? Because I think there's a lot of really good wrestlers yeah. that get underhooked into oblivion. I don't think it's an intellectual yeah, uh, It's not an intellectual choice, Ben. <laughs> no, he's, he's not gonna, I'm just going to keep my elbows. He's not going to underhook me. It's simple. I'm just going to grab his hand. He can't underhook did, me. Simple. Did you know you'd be able to turn him that many times? You high gutted him into oblivion. Ben, all yeah. time, all good... time story. What? You, you beat Quentin Wright so badly. That when we were watching, we were at the Super 32. This is like my first two weeks of working at Flow. Okay. And yeah. um, we're watching the match uh, from the hotel room. And you were beating Quentin so badly that Willie swore the match was fake. He's like, this is a fake match. He's like, I can't believe it. They're rigging it. I'm like, I'm like what? It's like, do you think Quentin Wright is agreeing to rig a match or Ben Askren for that match? I was like, no, he's just beating him. But it was hilarious because like for a while he's like, this is rigged. <laughs> it was, really, it was really funny. Can you settle? So can, can you uh, clarify? Was that match rigged? I it was. It's not rigged to my, to my knowledge, right? Because you know, in rigged matches, they don't often tell the winner. Wow. They just pay the loser. You okay. guys know that, right? I saw Pulp Fiction, and it was sort of like that. But then, in this scenario, that, Quentin Wright would have pinned you. That's a Cuban strategy. Yes. So Cubans uh, get cash envelope. Yeah. So so I've heard. <laughs> um, Okay, so somehow Kyle Dake, Tyler Caldwell led to Quentin Wright versus Ben Askren. Sorry, Quentin, if you're listening, bring up old stuff. Bader shaved it. Bader. It was Bader's head. Yeah, yeah. Bader's Bader shaved. Bader shaved head was got us down to the the rigged gate. Okay, next one. Back on track. All right, uh, let me make sure this is the right year. David Taylor. Do we see? No, Twelve. I tweeted out the wrong one. It's all right. It's fine. 2014, it's four, four, David Taylor. Yeah, your two seed against uh, number seven, 2010, Andrew Howe. This is interesting because, as Ben has mentioned multiple times on this show, Andrew Howe beat David Taylor in freestyle in this sort of time frame. 
2012. Uh, Fairly but, convincingly. Yes. After David's first Hodge. Yes. Wow. So, at hey, 165. Let, that is interesting. At 165. Let's let's watch. So, okay. So, how, as a true freshman, was that was 2010 that he lost to Jerry King in the finals? 2009. 2009. 2010, he, he wins it. Over Valmont. And then 2000. How the hell does he make it to 2014 then? I was trying to do the math in my head last night. So he never redshirted at that point. So in 2011. Okay. I mean, he gets he, hurt. No, 2011 he wrestled and got third. He lost to Caldwell in the semis. Yeah, but he was hurt. Remember, he got hurt. Yeah, and he was hamstring. hurt. And then he took an Olympic. And then, then, uh, red shirt. then a regular, regular red, red shirt. Because he was at Michigan wow. for a while too. If you remember, when Pritzloff, yeah, when Pritzloff went there, he went there for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then transferred from Wisconsin to Oklahoma, Oklahoma. with Cody, mm-hmm. Mark Cody. So that's yes. how he got those two years in between there off the mat completely. Wow, that's crazy to think about, huh? Yes, very crazy. Oh, should I? Should we pick an upset here? Am I, am I going landmine? If you. Oh my gosh! Now listen, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you make any any rash decisions, Ben, David Taylor in folk style versus freestyle. At that point in time, it took a no, while. No, listen. But landmine, landmines don't have to be reasonable. Landmines get it's a landmine. It's like listen, there's pointed matchups in NCAs every every year. They're very reasonable. They just happen, Christian. The so final- there's gonna be unreasonable things that happen in here. I need I need this you, final to be Makai Lewis versus Andrew Howe for 165. <laughs> no Burrows, no take. No take. <sighs> All right, well I'm not I'm not, lamb, I'm I'm not, not landmining. I'm picking. I'm picking. David Taylor gets uh, a last second takedown. Um, the 30 seconds up takedown right out to win four three. It's very close. Very close, he says. I don't think this match would actually be all that close, personally. But, oh, it, it would be close. I almost can guarantee it. Yeah, maybe you're right. I, I think he, <laughs> I think he turns him. I mean, I don't know how. Turns him? Andrew Howe? How many times did Andrew Howe get turned? How many Someone times did Stor- David Taylor turn people? Storniolo tweet us. Storniolo, he needs to tweet us. There's no way he got uh, turned, really at all. <sighs> I had, uh, Name anyone, someone in David Taylor's galaxy on top that Andrew Howe wrestled. Galaxy. Dimension. Dimension. Not Jordan Burroughs. Andrew Caldwell. Yeah. Burroughs wasn't good on top. Caldwell wasn't good on top. Caldwell was okay on top. Jared King. Nobody. 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 Nobody, Probably. He'd catch him for two at some point. Dude, Um, he's not getting turned. Come on. Andrew Andrew Howe's not getting turned. Okay. That's that's the fun of it. 2014 David Taylor. Um. Yeah, bonus percentage of 94%. 94%. Probably a lot of turns in there, but um okay, what do you know, you, you know who what, you know who wasn't at 94%? Andrew Howell was in at 94%. You're right. He was he was uh he was losing to Chris Perry in the finals, a weight up. You're right. Well, we're not we're not picking 2014. Andrew just, no, I take, know, but you brought up that percentage, so I'm saying what was happening in that year and he lost in the Big 12 and the NCAA finals <laughs> to Chris Perry. Just to a get younger, you up to speed, more spry version of uh, of Andrew Howe. Actually, the only person to keep him to a decision was Tyler Caldwell twice. Yes, six oh and five two, five two. Okay, 
I'm taking David Taylor. Till the 14 version is much better than the version that lost to him in freestyle. Indeed. Next up. Next up, oh. we have uh, the three seed Jordan Burroughs 2011 version versus six seed 2019 Makai Lewis jersey. Uh oh. Christian's going to landmine it. No, he... I haven't said anything yet. Go ahead. I actually thought, I kind of thought maybe, you know, we would all be too reasonable. We should, like, we should have prior to this, like, rolled the dice and picked, like, four numbers that we didn't even know, and those, those were the landmines, and they just happened. Oh, man. That would have been even crazier. <laughs> ten, ten years yeah. from now, we're going to do it again. Dan, uh, Nomad's listening, and he said, CP's high. Oh, Hal DT really? is like a 3-2-4-3 match. Andrew Howe is a GD yes. block of granite. <laughs> yes. Tell him. Tell him, Nomad. Okay. But very simply... Very simply, Caldwell, you could say Caldwell greater than sign Andrew Howe, okay? And how badly did um, Caldwell is not be- better than Andrew Howe to stop. He beat him in wrestling matches in folk style. Listen, they were, a- 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 they were a- Andrew Howe did not have a hamstring. He didn't have a hamstring. They were certainly peers. No, Howe was yes. better. I, I don't disagree. Yeah, you agree. I don't disagree that Hal was better. I um, strongly believe that they were peers. Listen, mm. Andrew Howe Andrew Howe at, at all points in his career was a positional master, great hand fighter, really hard guy to score on, okay? Yeah, sure. I I just I don't think you you standing and trying to hold and cling on David Taylor is effective. Because I don't think he had the athleticism that like a Kyle Dake had, on top of a elite hand fighting and def- defense, right? I don't think he had the leg defense. Like you're not keeping, well, he's not keeping David Taylor off his legs. Well, David, well, he did. He did it 2012. David Taylor. Let's not make a mistake. Andrew Howe was done with three years of eligibility. David Taylor already had Hodge Trophy when they competed against each other in 2012. Andrew Howe did not turn him. I believe they were all takedowns or pushouts in the 2012 Olympic trials. So he did keep him off his legs. I believe he shut him out both periods straight, right? Yeah, I think there's a there's clearly a different comfort comfort level for Taylor in folk style than freestyle. Right? That's fair. And yeah. I mean Kyle Dake Kyle Dake and David Taylor were separated by a whisker in three uh folk style matches. Meanwhile, he pinned him in freestyle. And uh, honestly yeah. da- Dake beat um, Taylor very soundly in, in almost all the freestyle matches, right? They were never really all that close. Not really. Okay. And however, in folk style, I mean, just it's folk style. It's just a different thing. I think, I think y'all are forgetting some of the, the big differences there. But, I mean, it's basically we're just talking margin of victory right now. We're all on the same page yeah. with David Taylor beats Andrew Howe. And that we're, we're back on this thing, but we're actually talking about Jordan Burroughs versus Makai Lewis, and I'm thinking about using my landmine for the Hokie, but I can't do that to Jordan Burroughs. It's Jordan Burroughs. I I don't want it to happen. I want to see this go down the line. I want Dake, Taylor, Burroughs. I want that group of three in there. So I'm uh, saying Jordan Burroughs over Makai Lewis. Yeah, uh, Jordan Burroughs over Makai Lewis, I think that's pretty obvious. I mean, Makai Lewis had the loss versus Connor Flynn and a few of the losses that weren't so great. Um, I think his best days are probably still ahead of him, would be my guess. Yes. Yeah, and this is the version of Jordan that won the Hodge, right? 
In 2011? Yeah. He won the Hodge. He beat out Robles yeah, in like yeah, J.O. Yeah. It was a really good Hodge class, actually. Very yeah, very simple transitive property. <clears throat> Makai beat Chenzo, who beat Imar, who beat Burroughs. So if you wanted to pick <laughs> Makai, it's, pretty, it's a pretty simple line to be drawn. You won't use your landmine. I think you're trying to you're trying to dare me into I am. <laughs> I I can't if it was anyone else, if it wasn't Burroughs, if it was Taylor or Dake even, I think I might use it, but I just won't use it on Burroughs. Um this one this one's pretty interesting. You're four five, twenty sixteen, Alex Deeringer, and um what year Chinzo is this? This is twenty eighteen Vincenzo Joseph, your five seed. Man. Oh I I think this is a bad matchup for, for Chinzo. Um, yeah, as good as he is, man, just Daringer was. How was just to explain to me how he's scoring on Ringer? Like that guy was just like in, almost impossible. How many takedowns does that guy give up? He was just an overwhelming force yeah. of nature. Uh, Daringer. I mean, and then then again, he beat Imar twice, but I I just. I don't and, and Daringer was Daringer was really good at game planning, and obviously, you know, we talk about Isaiah Martinez led wrestle from underhooks, and that was the one thing that gave the Vincenzo the ability to score a couple times off of that. Um, and I just don't, I don't think Daringer is going to put himself in the same position that's going to allow uh, Vincenzo to score. It's hard to say someone can overpower Chenzo because he's so powerful and strong and, and athletic, but. I just think he gets shut down and uh, Ringer wins this one. Controlled match, 3-1 type of type of match. He might be able to ride him. I don't know. We saw you know, Imar at times was able to ride Chenzo. Uh, that's how he beat yeah. him in the at the 18 Big Ten finals, I want to say. So that's how I see it going. I see Ringer in a close one. Agree, and uh, Twitter agreed with all of our picks. So, Okay. So, hey, what, happy what, today, then. what are the semis? So the semis will be your one seed, Kyle Dake, versus your four seed, Alex Deringer, <sighs> and uh, your two seed, David Taylor, versus uh, three seed, Jordan Burroughs. Let's Ooh, go. That's so awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. All right, 57 semifinals now, right? Mm-hmm. Save the best for last. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, you had your top seed. Uh, 2016 version of Isaiah Martinez against uh, 2011 Bubba Jenkins. Oh my gosh, this oh. is too much, too much power for one match. Uh, I'm calling Bubba Jenkins inside trip to his back right off the bat. Half <laughs> Imar's underhook gives it two and two, and Imar chips away as the match goes on, getting Bubba more and more tired. And comes away with the eleven to eight victory. Oh my gosh, I love this match so much. Yeah, I think there's mixers involved, mixer attempts from from Bubba Jenkins. Uh, he had that beautiful super duck. He was fast, fast Bubba. But mm-hmm. okay, I love. Uh, but Imar too good, too savage for this one. He could match the savagery of Bubba mm-hmm. and combine that with seven minutes of um, hard, hard pace. And he may give up some early stuff, but too much. From Imar, uh, <laughs> Nomad. I just want to circle back. He uh, he chimed in on the How Caldwell thing again. <laughs> he said 2010 NCAA semis. How four one over Caldwell. True freshman Caldwell, but yes. This is peak How. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, that was not peak Caldwell. I think um, tw- I think 2012 was peak How. I mean, he wrestled so good at the trials there, 
and I believe he was healthy that whole year. Uh, and obviously, we didn't get to see him at college wrestling that year. But that would have been that, no, that would have been the year 2012. They would have wrestled at the NCAAs. It would have been sophomore Taylor versus senior uh, Andrew Howe. Listen, Nomad loves Northwestern. He hangs out with those guys. We love them too. But I'm not. It's not gonna let let that cloud my judgment, Nomad. I'm just kidding. That's not why he's saying. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, I'm taking Imar. I mean, the, this is the dude that just went to war with Jason Nolf twice. Yeah. And those yeah. the Big Ten final and the NCAA final and won. And Bubba just he can't. He wouldn't be able to withstand that. No. Um, Bubba then Nolf, though. On the other side, I I'm gonna say I think Bubba could have beaten Nolf. I think he had a better shot against Nolf Ooh. than Imar. Ben really? doesn't like that matchup. Ben disagrees. I don't like that matchup at all. Who, who Bubba's think... gonna need to, Bubba's gonna need to keep space uh, and move, and that was kind of what he did in the finals against Taylor. Is he didn't let Taylor get his hands on too much, and someone like Nolf or. Um, Imar, they're going to pressure him just a little bit too hard, and Bubba's not going to be able to get the easy scores on him. So I, I don't like those matchups for him at all. Okay. All right. Well, you coached him. So well, it, you're the it's kind of like a Metcalf. <laughs> you know, he always struggled against Metcalf because Metcalf moved forward and got his hands on him. Yes. And, you know, he might he might score a few slick things in the beginning, but then it's not going to last the whole seven minutes. That's the way it played out. Okay. On the other side, you had uh... – Two seed Jason Nolf against uh, – that was 2017 Jason Nolf and 2013 Derek St. John of Iowa. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, this, this is an easy this one. This is an easy one for Nolf. I think it would be pretty yeah. entertaining, though. Oh, it would be a great match. It would yeah. be a great match. But I, What's the score, Christian? Mm, I think it's probably like 5-3, 6-2. 5-3. Yeah, I agree. Um, couple what, of great scrambles. You know, St. John might be able to get him on a scramble. St. John is one of the more underrated scramblers we've had the last 10 years, yeah. I would say. Um, but, Nolf. Uh, Twitter agreed with both. I, Isaiah Martinez, they voted 80%, and jo- uh, Jason Nolf, 85%. Okay. Mm. They All really right. like Nolf. Now we move on to the one. Wow, this got really one-sided. That's dumb. Um <laughs> on Twitter, they yeah, had 2017 Zane Rutherford, 2010 Brett That's Metcalf. That's because I'm going to yell. That's because every two seconds, all the people have seen is Darian Caldwell throwing in the inside leg and splaying on Metcalf and him shoving him off the what? ring. They're not showing the what a absolute menace Brent Metcalf was. So well, that's yeah, what's we're not, clouding the Twitter judgment right now. I'm not showing that because okay. we're, we're pumping up Darren Caldwell. To, I, I know, but I'm hey, just saying content. that's what's in people's minds. Christian, can I can – I, I meant to bring this up on a bunch of shows, and I always forgot. That wasn't a freaking pin. What the hell was that ref doing? Did you watch that? That ref? was absurd. The ref. Well, yeah, <laughs> the ref was what he doing. He's like, he's like so <laughs> close. He's like looking at something. When, uh, he just wanted to call a pin. When we posted that clip, that was like the biggest reaction to it. Is what the hell was this ref doing? <laughs> I have no idea what, what he was doing. What the hell? I've watched it like four times, though. Every time, like. I, he's not pinned. I don't know how this guy got a pin. I I don't know what he's doing in there, sticking his hands in all kinds of places. <laughs> like, I, like, what the hell? I don't know what Jabroni's ever letting officiate at that point in time. But that is that his claim to fame is calling one of the worst pins ever. I mean, it's, it's not pinned. Metcalf's <laughs> shoulder blades are like up here on on Caldwell's chest. 
It's uh, hey, send that to Tyler and he can pull it up. They call. I mean, they call that. It's arguably they won't give Seth Growth back points when he was uh, when he hit this on RBY. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, arguably it's. I was gonna say arguably it's not even back points because if the shoulder blades are up on the body, you can't get back points through the body. So they, arguably it's not even back points. I can see back points, but a pin that was so absurd. I mean, now in 2010. Oh wait, is this 2010 or is this 2009? This nine, like this nine, right? He, it's eight. 2008. I'm rewatching the clip. He reaches his hand in to like try to feel yeah. if his shoulders are on the mat. Look. Like you see his shoulders. Yeah. What are you talking about? So right you got there. I like how he's calling near fall to. Right, so we just sent Tyler uh, the the clip, so he should be able to pull it up for you guys okay. to see. His shoulders on top but of Caldwell. You have to look well. how close he is. The ref is really just getting in there. It's really something. Um, but yeah, Metcalf, Metcalf, uh, Zane should not be some. Uh, I don't know. But okay, wait. So uh, what I was gonna say, what I was gonna say is that we couldn't watch. It's not like everyone saw this the next day. Do you know what I'm saying? In 28, people got to remember that. Like, well, no one saw film of this for a long time. Like, it was so hard to find this footage that you know. I think there would have been more of an outrage if the, if people actually saw this footage. It's an outrageous pin call. <laughs> okay, it's so it's so outrageous. Are you okay. guys gonna play it or what? I don't know. I we sent it to Tyler. It's in his hands now. We'll just wait. We'll know if it's if he starts popping it up there. Um, he's working on it. There we go. So let's get into it though. Brent Metcalf versus Re- Zane Rutherford. Okay, the battle for 149 supremacy of the last uh, ten years. Um, I don't want to start. Okay, I'll start. Here, here's I'm gonna start. The people that Metcalf really struggled with were the were the slick guys. Mm-hmm. Your Darren Caldwell, uh, your Bubba Jenkins. He always gave up takedowns to him. I'm sure there's other people who I'm forgetting, but uh, against guys who are not slick, he rarely, rarely struggled. So here's how I see it going down. Uh, Zane is a slow starter, so Metcalf comes out, goes post high crotch, finishes, change off. Gets almost no ride time. He's up 2-1 after one. He chooses down. Unbeknownst to us, he escapes very quickly. It is 2-2. Two two. Uh, they are like two bulls in a china shop hand fighting. No one is pushing anyone around. They're standing in the middle of the mat. Zane choo- goes down. I'm sorry, he's up 3-1. Zane goes down, chooses, uh, chooses down, gets a quick escape at the beginning of the third because Metcalf was never all that good of a rider. Uh, the hand fight, the hand fight, there's a couple close shot attempts. Zane does not get a takedown. Metcalf wins 3-2. I, um, wow. I didn't know if I would be on alone on Metcalf Island here. Um, well, briefly, before we do this, Tyler has the video pulled up, so um, oh, we'll yes. switch to that. Let's here we it. go. All right, so there it is. It's a little drag, near leg in. This is actually a beautiful technique. Shoves that head down. People have been trying to get the split ever since. Boom.
Oh, poor so Daniel O'Malley on Twitter says the counter argument that I got from the rest was quote it was a pin because of the You can see the shoulder. The shoulder's on Mecca or Caldwell's peck. Yes. Yes. Caldwell's closer to being pinned. Yes. Yes. Um, it is not close to a pin at all. Hey, you know the other thing that, that this video reminds me of is how far wrestling has came since then? Look at the crowd behind it. It's like in some janky-ass high school gymnasium. There's like this, this gram, grandma yes, and mom. This was at St. Ed's. I don't know why, well, but it was at St. Ed's. They need a new gym. How about that? <laughs> They might have one since this, this was actually kind of a long time ago now. But, man, that is just the most wild officiating I've ever seen. Um, th- yeah, but the other point is if he was pinned, then he was pinned for like 10 seconds. and You just didn't call it. So um, that's quite a it's, a – it's an asterisk loss to me because who knows what happens if, if Metcalf gets seven minutes with that guy. Now you could say yeah. that. Well, we, we, we do that. know it, yeah, it happened know. twice. One time Metcalf tech called him, one time he got his butt kicked. So yes. you never know. You do, you do never know. So, Ben, I, I think you the points you made are the points I was going to make, uh, some of them, right? The type okay. of wrestler that gave Metcalf problems was not a Zane Rutherford type. You look at the guys he beat. He beat multiple national champions. He Tech followed, as you mentioned, Darren Caldwell, a national champ. He beat Bubba Jenkins several times, a national champ. He beat Dustin Schlater, a national champ. He won a bracket that had another national champion, J.P. O'Connor. If you look, he beat Jordan Burroughs. He beat Jordan Burroughs. He went on. I don't know. You guys could fact check this. Jordan Burroughs went on to have a pretty nice wrestling career for himself. What Burroughs called him <laughs> the baddest man on Resolite? Baddest man on Resolite. That was what Jordan Burroughs said about him. Okay? Yeah. If you look... If if you were to say, all right, let's let them switch eras, which is more likely to be replicated? That Metcalf would win three titles, undefeated years, his sophomore, junior season, uh, and senior season against that field in 2016, 17, and 18? I mean, you look at the guys that Zane had to beat compared to Metcalf. We're talking about Brandon Sorensen, LaVon Mays, Ronnie Perry. Hey, hey, hey watch, watch it talk about my Tigers. Well, I'm just saying. Talk about LeVon Mays versus Jordan Burroughs and J.P. O'Connor and Dustin Schlater and Bubba Jenkins. I mean, it's not. It is not close. Metcalf is running. Metcalf is running it's similarly, not if not more dominantly, through those guys. Those Frank are just, Molinaro was another national Frank team. Frank Molinaro. Lance Palmer. Lance Palmer's winning all those weights um, that, that 16, 17, 18 yeah. year uh, if, if Zane's not in there, right? I mean, th- this is just uh, the era that he had to wrestle against is not even comparable. So I don't know that if you switch spots that Zane is as successful in 2008, 9, and 10, even though Metcalf did have the loss in there in 2009. The kinds of guys that gave Metcalf trouble, as you mentioned, but basically you're saying he's going to have to outhand fight Metcalf. Not happening. Yes. The the opportunity is on top where sometimes I mean Metcalf really didn't have issues from the uh bottom position. He got ridden sort of the one time by Palmer at the Big Ten Finals, so he went neutral. But in general he was not ridden, right? It was not even a consideration yeah. that you would ride Brent Metcalf. And he went under and got away from just about everyone. So 
I don't know if he goes post high C. I don't know if he hits that. I think Brent Metcalf's sweep single is like one of the more underrated uh, leg attacks that that he had. I mean, it, his sweep was, in in my opinion, better than his high crotch, even though he was n- more known for his high crotch. Um, I think it's a a better matchup than people realize for Brent Metcalf. I think he wins it, and um, I feel pretty confident in it. I think I think he wins this one um, over Zane. All right, so we did the we did this a few years ago. Remember when we picked the best the champion we would have uh-huh. of the last ten years, and I was Team Metcalf then. I'm Team Metcalf now. Oh, nothing changed. Metcalf did it. Wait, who did what? he pick? Who did, he picked Zane, didn't he? No, I picked Metcalf. He picked Metcalf. Oh, my bad. I, for some reason, I thought you picked Zane. He picked Metcalf. No, I. Well, no, I want to. I want to pick Metcalf. I want to pick Zane now just so I get Nomad's opinion. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> you want Nomad's opinion? Nomad will take Zane. I because yeah, no, yeah, I want Nomad's he said opinion. Zane without a second thought because I thought we might need a tiebreaker because the people chose Zane like seventy percent to thirty. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah they just yeah. don't know. So I asked Nomad just in case we needed a tiebreaker, and he said Zane without a second thought. But we don't need his tiebreaker. Wow, Brent Metcalf. Congrats Wins to the Brent Calf. That. Man, it's the alt. I think it. You know, as much as I would like to set, see, you know, a Burroughs Taylor Burroughs Dake folk style match, at least all those guys wrestled each other in wrestling contests. Mm. Now, did it happen in folk style in the perfect scenario? But, but it's like Metcalf Zane is just a just a huge mystery. They overlapped sort of in 2016 when Zane did get third, and Metcalf. Um, I don't think he. He lost to Ness in the wrestle. I mean, he was just yeah. a shell of himself at that point in time, yeah. right? That's, like, not the Metcalf. And I think that's part of the problem is, like, that Metcalf is clouding the judgment of people who don't remember the the gauntlets this guy ran. We're talking six ran. to eight years after he was, like, peak Brent Metcalf. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And he was, he was be- his results were always better and more elite in folk style than freestyle. So Metcalf... Your champion Penn State fans are throwing things. Oh, they're going to be so pissed. They're going to be so mad. <laughs> we trumped the fan vote, but it doesn't matter because three uh, to one. And Nomad, I'm sorry that your vote doesn't count. I knew you would pick Zane. Um, and uh, <laughs> I wish you were here right now, buddy. I miss you. Um, I actually, you know what? I actually didn't know what you were going to pick, Christian. Yeah. Good. I, I was. You were very convicted, but I, I didn't know what But I thought you would go Zane, Ben. I did too. But then you're, you're wise, Ben, because you, you came to the same conclusions yeah. I did just about the style yeah. and the type of guys that gave Metcalf um, trouble. Holy cow. Daniel, well, Mal- Daniel O'Malley does not think Metcalf would choose bottom. I think that's not. a possibility. Yeah, it's a possibility. He may not. Um, if he gets the first take, I mean, it's all in the, you know, you get the first takedown, then you don't maybe have to. I, yep. There's a lot of people that are saying on Facebook Metcalf wouldn't get off bottom, and I just even if I think he would if he went down too. Right. Yeah, he, there, yeah, yeah, I think he would. I mean, Zane is listen. Zane was the best wrestler in college wrestling for three straight years, inarguably, right? Like that. I I believe that, but I can also believe that Metcalf just had a had another level to him, and it would have been it'd have been an all time match. It'd have been amazing, and that's uh that's what we have to talk about. Well, that was fun. Very fun. That was fun. Okay. Do we have anything else? Any more votes? No, we're done with the votes for today. We're done with the votes. You have to put out 74 quarters. 
Yeah, I got. Did we, luckily, did we, I have pick, four did we pick our? Did we pick our eighth competitor on that? Oh no, we have not. You want to do that right now? Oh no, that'll take <laughs> that'll take a while because yeah, I, I don't know. Well. That would we'll, be. We'll have to cross reference. Man. Yeah, no, be man, it's probably. You know, I'm I'm gonna say Robert Kokesh is probably gonna be my pick. Oh, who he, did, nice did Borsa be in the finals that year? Uh, Mac Lunas. Yeah, maybe him. Uh, maybe Mac uh, Lunas. That'd be a solid pick. He's better. Th- yeah, Lunas yeah, is better Lunas, than Lunas Kokesh. Be Kokesh. All right, all due respect to Robert Kokesh. But Kokesh, with the year he didn't win, he was the best guy, in in my opinion, that entire season, 2015. We're going to talk about that one right now, actually. The 2015 NC2A Wrestling Tournament. Um, let's get into it, right? Want to do that right now? Uh, Are you yeah, prepared? I hate this I believe I hate this year. You hate this year? Why yeah, do you hate I this year? Mizzou, I thought I thought Mizzou was going to win it this year, and literally, I uh, I drove home Friday night after Allen and Jaden lost the semis to uh, Ohio State guys. I drove home very very depressed. Um, yeah, we did not win. It was unfortunate. They, it was definitely Missouri was in the mix to win it that year. They won national duels. They beat Iowa in a duel. It, it was there to be had. They just did not have their best tournament when the time you have yeah. to have your best tournament. No one really wrestled out of their minds great this year. I mean, Ohio State, I mean, 102 is a very low total to win, right? Yeah. That, that's yeah. the lowest total probably since 2009 when Iowa won without 100 points, I believe. And this, yeah, was the, this was the famous Penn State punt year. This was the year I asked Cale Sanderson if he would wrestle Bo Nickel and Zane Rutherford and Nico Megalutis and all those guys, and he asked me if I had a plan, and I didn't have a plan. Was, I was just, I was just that asking. was so great. It was great. It was great. Um, so all those hey, guys uh, were on the bench. Christian, yeah. I think what we we could do so we don't uh, keep shortchanging either the big guys or small guys. We could do a rotation where we start at different weight classes. What do you think? Okay, we'll start, but we got to start at one twenty-five because this we're we're because uh, <laughs> we got to talk about a couple things. One. Alan Waters was once again the one seed and did not finish in the one spot. Um, but the Ooh. big, the biggest story here was Zeke Moisey, man on fire, comes out unseeded, beats number fifteen Chase and Tolbert. Okay, you say this is fine. Then in round two, beats Nashawn Garrett five to two. Minds are blown. Then he's got Eddie Clamara, who he hadn't beaten that year. He lost to all these guys. All these guys throughout the year. Yeah. But Eddie Clamara beats him five to two, and then it sets up the semi. Thomas Gilman, but I've got oh a backup God. around. I've got to reopen an old wound. Something that still impacts me emotionally to this day: the Joey Dance Thomas Gilman quarterfinal. That was brutal. Absolutely so brutal. brutal. Joey comes out. He's getting a slide by. He rides uh, Gilman with double legs for a really long time. He's up big late. He's up like. 5-1 or 5-2. Yes. And in the third period, Gilman's getting away. Takedown. Gets a late takedown to end regulation and takes him down in overtime. I mean, it looked it was over. He had riding time. Dance was up yes. big. He was looking so solid. And freaking Gilman gassed him, gassed him bad. And it because at this point in time, I knew that Dance would have Moisey in the semis. I was like, this is great. He already beat Moisey. This sets up perfect because Joey had lost to uh, Nashawn before, and he had already beaten Gilman, I think, at Midlands that year. Um, he beat Gilman at Midlands. He stepped over him. It was, it was like an awesome match. 
and I was like, Dance is going to make the finals. He's, he, could have, he could have NATO, who he's already beaten. It all set up perfectly. And then Joey Dance, the pride of Virginia, the Hokie, goes down to Thomas Gilman. And Gilman gives the epic post-match interview where he says, he's like, you know how you, when, you, when you kill a deer, they let out like a last breath. It's like, ugh. And he got like compared beating Joey Dance to killing a deer. <laughs> and I'll never forget it. And... Um, and then he said he didn't uh, know. He's like, I he didn't know. Gilman gave the the famous soundbite that he didn't know who Zeke Moisey was. But he, but everyone took that soundbite and made that the soundbite because then afterwards he said he, he like he goes on to say he's like, but he made it to this point in the tournament, so you know he's a very game competitor or something like that. But everyone took out the part. This is Gilman not really knowing yeah. who a freshman was. Yeah, like, yeah. I, he's not. He's not. One of those guys is just gonna follow the sport twenty four seven and be locked in. Gilman's reading like Ooh. German, German literature and like war books. <laughs> he's not. He's not uh, on the map. He also right. He Dapper also Dan. had no social media at that time. Yeah, and really, I don't even think he. Honestly, I think the Gilman current Twitter, Instagram. I don't even think it's him personally. I think it's like a. I think someone who's is tweeting and Instagramming on behalf of Gilman for the most part. Huh. No, uh, I think Gilman's turned. He's turned the corner. Good. Good. Um, he's, social media has needed him for a while. So then it sets up the semi. Zeke Moisey, West Virginia true freshman versus Thomas Gilman. And I remember, I remember a couple things about this match. I remember it was it was electric in there. It was just so wild before. And I don't know if there was a delay or something, but I just remember Zeke Moisey. You got Gilman across the mat, just pacing, pacing, pacing. Moisey's sitting on his butt with his like hands on his hips and his feet just straight out, just like this. He's just sitting on his butt. Like the most casual way ever. I was like, this dude is, I mean, he is just like cool. He's like, whatever. I don't know why. That just <laughs> stuck out to me. Then he comes out, boom. Like he gets, he had, Moisey had just like a quick single. Single leg, takedown, pops him, cuts him. Single leg again, near side cradle. And the place goes crazy. He rolls him through and it's wild. And, he has him on his back for a little bit before he's able to secure the fall. Gilman's fighting hard. The place is going nuts, and then he gets the pin. Sammy Henson's going nuts. Moisey gets the pin. It was it was one of, if yeah. not the loudest moment I can ever remember at NCAA. It was so loud. So loud. Yeah, you went off for a while there. I remember being so depressed <laughs> when Joey, Dan- uh, Joey Dance lost to Thomas Gilman also, only because it impacted the team race, but... That was like Joey Dance was like ninety eight percent to win. <gasps> I know, it hurt. It hurt every part of me. <laughs> it still hurts to this day. That was, I mean, that was a year for for Joey if he was going to win it. Um, yeah, it just didn't get it done. But, yeah, that then was. He, he uh, lost, then he lost in the round of twelve. He yeah. lost to Connor Yutzi, who I'm pretty sure he had beaten multiple times. Like Connor Yutzi was like. I'm pretty sure he was unseated. I think he was like an unseated All-American twice. Connor yeah. Utsi, just one of yeah, those. he was. He's a classic lights-on guy. But he should never beat Joey Dance in wrestling contest, period. But it happened. <laughs> oh, this is so horrible. This is the worst oh, year. Wait. I agree, Ben. We should skip 2015 altogether. We should skip 2020. <laughs> we basically did. And then um, we need to skip, forget, tw- tw- wipe it from the books. Seriously. So All right, If you guys aren't going to talk about the top half semi, I will. This uh, was great. Didn't NATO choose neutral? Yes. Yeah. They, like he bet yes, on himself and then took him down twice. That was epic. Yeah, Alan. Alan rode him uh, when they, they wrestled, wrestled in the, the duel. For quite a while. 
They wrestled in a duel. It was a crazy match. Do you remember the duel? Yeah. Like, it was Waters crazy got match. up big, real big, and NATO ran him down and almost came back, but not didn't quite have enough. And then this one was a much more controlled, much more tactical match. I mean, how about NATO's run to make the semis? Pin, 11-3 over Williford, and then a tech over Corey Mines to make the, the semis. And then Waters, you're, as you say, Bracky, he hit, and this was... NATO was a little uh, Metcalfy in that he he's known for his post high crotch, but it's his single leg that gets it done here against yep. Alan Waters. So he hits a beautiful sweeps and takes out the one seed Waters uh, to make the finals against Moisey, who he had owned Moisey and he continued to own him. Moisey went for that mixer if you remember in the finals, but couldn't quite get it. And NATO he had it tight for a second. He did. He I think. Like, oh. Yeah, he did, and I think NATO had to bail out and just give up the two. But, uh, man, wow, oh, my gosh, if that had happened. But NATO, freshman champ, um, anything else on the on the semi there? Uh, what I'm thinking is, Brad, it's crazy that I didn't realize Delgado was, I don't want to say bad, but unseated, not even in the top 16 as a freshman. And then, obviously, Lezak's in there, too. So it's crazy how good Delgado gets within the next year. No, no, no. This Del- is Delgado's senior this year. This is his fifth-year senior. This is when he's hurt. He's oh won. my god! Oh, I'm he's an a idiot. Two, he's a two-time champ coming into this, but he was hurt all year. He oh, didn't wrestle. Yeah, he didn't wrestle much at all, and um, yeah, he was he was not right. So um, uh, his shoulder and his knee, right? Because we didn't, we haven't seen him since, really. It was his shoulder, I think. Um, yeah. Damn. Yep. So wow. freshman Ethan Lezak in this bracket. Yeah, he went. They pulled his red shirt late, and he went two and two, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, why don't we go like 125 then heavyweight? What do you think about that? And kind of work our way. <laughs> Let's do that. I'm doing it. All right, heavyweight. Sure, whatever you want. Because there's not much to say on this one. This is the one where uh, Gwizdowski wins, but he has Adam Kuhn. Adam Kuhn and Mike McMullen have the craziest scramble in heavyweight history. In, oh, yeah, it, that was awesome. It, it's an amazing scramble. It's just like, I don't care if it's like. Um, heavyweights or 25 pounders it's it's incredible we'll try to find that one and post it because it's one of my my favorite exchanges in wrestling Kuhn comes out on top I thought he got the fall in in this late but he just wins in no I'm thinking of a different match that I'm thinking of Ty Walls match more bad memories yeah uh, um Mike McMullen you see how close he was a few times he would he he is statistically speaking the number one guy to never win an NCAA title I believe his total all Americans adds up to what is it, 10? 3 2 yeah. 3 2 or something? Or 3 2 3 3, something like that? I think it was three threes and a two. He only made the finals the one year against one, yeah. Nelson as a sophomore. So he's got a he, to, total of 11, which is the lowest to, title, uh, lowest total of someone who has never won, ever. Yeah, yes, and, and Nico Megalutis would, would have been in that category had he not won in the as a senior yes. year. Dwayne Goldman was 2 2 2 1. But yeah, crazy. Um, that's that's wild. But yeah, McMullen statistically maybe one of the best to never win it. Uh, I remember but, Spencer Myers beating Telford first round was crazy too. That was crazy. That was crazy because Telford so, had beaten him in the past, and then yeah, did uh, did Myers even? I'm pretty sure he well yeah, he had he a good match against Kuhn in the semi. He, he didn't even yeah. place, and uh, Telford wrestles back to get um fifth after losing in round yeah. one uh one another thing i remember was Gwiz was kind of destroying coon 
But it was one of the weird, like, folk-style scoring things where <laughs> escapes and one reversal made it, like, a lot closer than it was in reality, if I'm remembering mm-hmm. correctly. Yeah. Um, but Quiz won. He beat Medberry, who was super good. And there's not a lot of other heat in this one. No. Let's go to 33. Next. That's, that's another thing we need to do better is, like, if there's not – Let's not force it. Let's not force the conversation, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Because at 133, uh, we, we don't even need to do this one because we've talked about the epic Cody Brewer run nine times on this show. <laughs> and we picked him to beat Jason Ness. Daniel Dennis thought I was stupid, but I stand by it. And, <laughs> um, yeah, this was the year Corey Clark beat Gulaban. Gulaban got the first takedown in the semis, I recall. But uh, Clark ends up coming back, winning this one. Um the other Dark. thing I see, I didn't realize Roddy Perry started at 133. Yeah. He beat wow. Shop. I think he beat Shop the week before or two weeks before at EWLs. And that's when he like kind of wow. got on our, our radar a little bit. And then Shop, yes. he was he was hurt this year. Um, came in as a 19. He loses first round to Caleb Richardson. You're just like, all right, he's, he's done. Yeah, he's too banged up or whatever. And then just proceeds to win like eight matches in a row to take third. Let's see, one, two. Seven. seven seven straight that is <laughs> that is mind-blowing wow. with seven, and listen listen to this path back he goes through jeff alexander from maryland 2-1 in his first wrestleback he beats jeff alexander who was scrappy two to one i think alexander may have may have i don't know i'm not even gonna say it then he pins jade rouser who is really good pins big game gary wayne harding pins george d camillo ncaa oh finalist my goodness. Beats Rossi Bruno from Michigan 7-2. Pins Jimmy Goulibon in the second period. And he beats Chris Dardanes, the one seed, 4-3. What an wow. epic, epic backside path from AJ Shop. That is mind-blowing. And, yes, he was definitely yeah. hurt this year. Big old knee that, tape, as I recall. That's epic. That's epic. Not wow. easy to do. 197, this is the Snyder Cox year. Oh, oh no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This was, uh, this was bad. That was Jayden, so sad. Jaden Cox was fifth at the NCAA wrestling tournament. Guys, fifth place for Jaden Cox. I don't know if he's ever been fifth in anything ever in his entire life, but he was fifth here. Because um, he, he beats, um, he cruises kind of to the semis. Actually, the 3-2 well, to Huntley beat... was maybe our, our yeah. first signal that not all was right in yeah. the force. Snyder makes it. And remember, Snyder's the four seed here, guys. Snyder's the four. Because he had lost to Burak and McIntosh uh, yep. this year. He lost to Burak when he took injury time and mm-hmm. gave up choice. He just like – he wasn't like hurt, hurt, but he needed time for something. And he took – and he gave up choice. And Kyle could not ride really anyone at this level. Like Nobody. No one, Nobody. He just was like just a takedown artist, and that's just how good he was on his feet. That he's an all-time legend, basically only on takedowns. And he gives up the escape, and then he loses on that point. And then he lost to McIntosh at the Big Ten fa- finals, maybe finals, maybe yeah, not. So. No, it was finals. Okay, Big Ten finals. So. Yeah, kind of got out scrambled a little bit there, and that's why he's the four seed. And he had also lost to uh, Kyvan Gadsden at, at CKLV that year. So he had three le- losses that year. Within like four months, he wins Worlds over Gadisov. Insane. Beats Varner. But loses, beats Cox here in the semi, gets one ankle pick. And that was kind of it. Kyle kind of evaded at the end, and Jaden couldn't get through. 
Oh man, that was that was so sad. I don't know what let's next bracket. Hold on. We can't we can't not talk about the Gadsden because then it's like, man, Snyder's gonna I mean, I thought Snyder was gonna beat Gadsden for some reason. Yeah. Um and he's in on a shot late and Gadsden gets his foot on the mat over under and bombs him through. There are a lot of epic moments in this NCAA wrestling tournament because this yeah. was a wild was, one too. Yes. Ends up getting that the was, ball. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know whether to be happy that uh, Kai McGinnison got revenge for my guy Jaden Cox, or to be <laughs> sad because Kyle Snyder would be a four timer. I was. I was very uh, emotionally split on that one. Yeah, it was. It was nice because. Uh, I don't. For me, I you you like Gadsden because he had a a story, and I remember it. Um, it was the 2013 yep. NCAA's. His his father had passed away. His father was a legendary coach and from from Waterloo, mm-hmm. and you know it was kind of a very public thing. And I don't know if it was it it was very proximal to the NCAA wrestling tournament when his father passed away. I don't yeah, know if I think it was, it was but, right after Big Twelve. I think it was right after conferences, and yeah. it was one of those things like, man, is he going to wrestle? And he came out, he wrestled. I, I he didn't have his best tournament, but he wound up placing. And so you kind of always root for for Kyvin for for that reason, and he was a, a a good guy in general and fun guy to watch wrestle. And so to see him go out on top was was really cool. As much as I think everyone likes Kyle Snyder and and liked his story, but so I think a lot of people were split on that. But for for Kyvin to go out and then he says he just wanted some ice cream, um, <laughs> gives that epic epic interview. And then one forty one. This was. This was kind of a ho hum tournament, uh, in from as far from a winning perspective, because Logan Steber just goes tech, pin, tech, major over Kevin Jack, who was a big story, and then eleven five over Port, no problem. So he just cruises. Yeah. But Jack was the upset king this time because yeah. in round one, and this killed Iowa, uh, partially. This is one of the things that killed Iowa. Jack beats was unseated. He was not good this year at all. No, true freshman, good. right? True freshman Kevin Jack was yeah. not uh, elite, right, at that <laughs> point until this tournament. And then little did anyone know when he beats he beats uh, uh, Josh Jeva in round one, who was the fifth seed. Then he beats Joey Ward, the 12th seed, who I'm pretty sure he had lost to already. And then he beats Devin Carter. Oh, my gosh, I hate this tournament. He beat Devin Carter. More sadness. Um, even though, you know, I don't think Carter was going to beat Logan Steber. Logan Steber definitely had his number and, like, everyone's number. But it still hurts. He got put on his back with a chin and arm, a chancellor, a snake, whatever you want to call it. Chin, chin and arm. Chin and arm. That's right. That's what they call it, the gap. Uh, and Carter's coming back and coming back and coming back, and then he can't come back because Kevin Jack was really good. Caught on fire that tournament. And then Steber majors him and then beats him. But then Carter battles back. He runs through the backside of the bracket going 18-7 over Jordan Laster in the round of 12. 10-8. Actually, LeVon Mays gave him a real match here. 10-8 over Mays. Pins Chris McCotty. And then uh, 17-8 over Dean Heil for fourth. And that would launch Dean Heil to a, another stratosphere of the year after that. Well, going uh, too straight. LeVon Mays always had tough times that year with Dean Heil. So it was really annoying to see them get drawn into the second round matchup, which... Levon Mays would lose in overtime to Dean Heil. Terrible. Oh yeah. Sorry. Not Sorry. Good. It happens like that. All right. I want. I want to go down memory lane for Kevin Jack just to give you. Over. So the year that he beat um, Devin Carter and 
Josh Jeva and Jordan. Uh, not yeah. What's his name? Ward. Joey. Joey Ward. Who? Joey Ward. Joey Ward. Yeah. He lost to Alfred Bannister 5-3. He lost to Gary Dinmore 8-4. He lost to Mike Pongrass 3-1. He lost to Evan Botwin 5-3. Who? Yeah. He lost to Joey Ward 6-1. Joe Spizak 9-7. Um, and then he goes to NCAAs and just balls out like a total maniac. Weird. Yeah, very weird. He missed – I think he missed weight at the scuffle that year or something, day two. Mm. And, like, got in, like, big trouble with the team. And then he just – he's like, All right, you know what? I guess I'll get, I'll get uh, you know, six here real quick. <laughs> Wild. Okie doke. So now we're at 184, right? Yes, 184. Okay. Uh, man, this one, I could – I remember I couldn't believe Vic Avery kept it so close with Gabe Dean. In the semis, I remember being totally blown away by oh, that. This was nothing. That was a this possibility. was crazy close. This was a crazy close match. He was right there. Um, how about Dean's draw though? He had T.J. Dudley in round two. Then Sam Brooks. Then Sammy Brooks, who that was a close match. I mean, he be, he beats Dudley nine yeah, eight. Sam Brooks three two, and then the Avery one was so nip and tuck in tiebreakers. That they who was right yeah. there to lose that one too. But Dean yes. got it done, and then he kind of he had uh, he had Nate Brown's number. Uh, yeah. Sad as this is to say, love Nate Brown, uh, good guy. But you know what? Gabe Dean just knew how to beat him, among other wrestlers. The match <laughs> that actually sticks out to me, I was a big Matt McCutcheon guy. Um, always had him nationally. I had him ranked a little bit higher, and I had a personal opinion that he was a little better. And he had Kenny Cords beat. It it was it was a little it wasn't quite like Joey Dance Gilman level but he was there to win that match and Quartz got some late takedowns to win that one and that put Kenny Quartz in the semis and that was a huge thing for for Ohio State Kenny was unseated yeah. and made the semis and, and he did not have a good year that year no he did not at all um, no. this was kind of like his only like really bright bright moments of his career but he he figured it yeah. out had a his he beat. Um, Zilmer in round one, sudden victory, and then Scott Patrick. This would be Scott Patrick from Davison beat Brett Farr. This was Scott wow. Patrick was like one of my exhibit A's for like 197 is not good and is like rarely good. And when Brett Farr goes from losing to Scott Patrick in round one at 184, and then becomes like 197 elite <laughs> within like uh, a year or two, that was like kind of one of the things I was talk about a lot. Man. I- I, I, this was another one where I was emotionally split because I was happy for Kenny Course to finally get it done because you guys remember how good he was in high school. Yeah. Uh, I believe he won the Beast as a freshman or something crazy. And then, you know, struggled all the way through college. But uh, finally, finally, I think this is his senior year, I believe, finally gets it done at All-Americans as a senior. And, you know, it helped Ohio State win the title, which obviously I was not happy about that, but I was happy to see Kenny Course get an All-American under his belt. Yes. Yes, for sure. Uh, okay. That was 84. Gabe Dean was really good that year. Um, I don't think much other craziness craziness happened uh, beyond that. Okay, that means we're at 149 now. This was the How to Shell year. Okay, some good stuff, Ben. Why don't, oh, you, yeah. why don't you take the lead here, here on uh, Drake How to Shell? Well, Missouri had three number ones, and one of the number ones got it done. So it was Drake How to Shell. And it was fairly clean all the way till the finals, 4-2, 8-0, 10-0. 4-0, and then had to get it done in overtime against David Habit, who I think Habit was 
and ups, he upset Jason Surtis in the semis. I remember that. So um, finds a way to get it done, gets takedown overtime. Uh, New England's national title for Missouri. One of the bright spots of the weekend. Yeah, how to shelter a guy that really uh, came into his own the last, I guess, two years for for Missouri. Yeah. Really tough dude. Um, yeah, his path, not super solid. Yeah, he kind of just ran through it. Um, and the habit, 3-2 over Surtis. Surtis was playing a lot of close matches. That was kind of the thing with, with Jason. And just a little too tight, couldn't get by habit in that semi. But uh, other than that, nothing, wow. nothing too wild in this in this nope. bracket. I forgot CJ Cobb beat Brandon Sorensen. Or Iowa has a terrible tournament. They lost horrible. Jeva at five, Telford at five, Sorensen at four. They all lost early. Wow. Yeah, Sorensen lost to Cobb. Cobb's a guy that at EIWA's the next year was like, ah, I'm not coming. And they're like, yeah, he might show up. We hope he wrestles, but he didn't. Um, but yeah, CJ wow. Cobb was really, really good. But yeah, Sorensen wrestled back. I mean. Because who was on Sorensen's side? Where was – yeah, so, he should – Sorensen – wow, he beat Pantelio 3-1 Sun Victory in like the round of 16 or something. Yes, wow. Pantelio was tough. Pantelio very tough. Okay. That was 49. Now we're at 174. 74. Oh, boy. This is the flag. There, there's some wild wild stuff in this one. Okay. We've the got – The flag? What does that mean? Kale waves the flag. In the last like three oh, seconds. Oh yes! Oh my so god! So Tyler Wilps has this in the bag against Matt Brown. Yes, it's like oh so- my gosh! It, it's I'm like my mind is blown. Tyler Wilps is about to win the weight that had Mike Evans and Matt Brown and Logan Storley and none of those guys were going to be and Robert Kokesh, the clear one seed who'd been amazing all year long and Tyler Wilps is going to win this weight and my mind is just like exploding like this happened again at the NCAA tournament things you could never ever ever predict if you run a thousand simulations I don't think anyone would have Tyler Wilps winning this thing and he's got yeah. it he's up too late or not um maybe not too he's up one late with like 10 seconds and there's a stall yeah. call with like 10 seconds left, and then they wrestle it out, and he's won, you think. Kale waves the flag for a locked hands with like three seconds left in the match, and they go back and they look at it, and they give the locked hands, and daggone it, he uh, he won the match. It was, it was crazy, and it was one of those. It was when the mystique of like when Kale challenges like, Pay attention because he's a lot of times he's right, and I think he, I think Kale even said, um, that it was Casey Cunningham that spotted it and said that he locked hands on this sit out, and I think Bracky's gonna um, um, maybe pull it send, up. Yeah, we, we can just send this to uh, Tyler, and he can he can pull it up this last little bit. Really? Yeah. So is it the Matt stall Brown call first or the, or the locked hands? Do I have the order wrong, Bracky? When does the stall call come, and when does the? I don't know. I missed it. It was four three. Because there's t- there stall call stall calls in the last three seconds. To t- oh my gosh. Where's the locked hands? All right, we got was the locked hands this. in overtime. Was that what? Uh, no, it was. It all happened in like the last ten seconds. I want to say. Um. Yeah, we should bring this back. Yeah, so this was a crazy match. I did not expect this at all to happen. This was one where Wilps beat Kokesh in the quarters to pull the first upset in a match where Kokesh was on Wilps's leg for like 
three minutes straight of this match. He was just, and Wilps was just on the edge, on the edge, not getting no takedowns. The edge takedown rules um, would have drastically impacted the result of that match. Um, mm-hmm. And then Coke or Crutchmer ends up making the the semis here opposite Wilps because John Eblen. Uh, he lost to Joe Latham early. This is another part of the Missouri. And then Evelyn gets DQ'd uh, against uh, Brunson for a headbutt. That thanks was for bad. bringing it up, Christian. I'm That's sorry. It, de- it definitely happened, though. I'm sorry that it happened, but yeah. it's, it's just true. Um, That's what kept him from getting a trophy. Minus, minus a team point, plus minus all the points he'd scored in the tournament. They didn't get a Oof. trophy? They were looting a trophy. I'm sorry, they lost to Iowa. Uh, I'm sorry, they no Edinburgh. They lost to Edinburgh by two points, oh, and then Cornell word. almost caught him. Cornell was two points behind them. Oh my word! I know. I still can't find this locked hands, dude. All right, well, we'll have to further investigation. Matt Brown, Tyler Wilps, look it up. There there, it is. There's it's a lot. Are you sure the locked hands isn't in overtime? There's the flag. Oh, it's last 42 seconds, and then there's a stall. So I don't remember exactly how this worked out. See, my memory's not that great. All right, that's 74. Anything else in 74 other than... Uh... No, it sucked. I don't know. I, I remember, so I was in the back uh, doing interviews. Um, so I wasn't able to watch all these matches live. But I remember Jason Peters was losing his mind in the back after this match. Oh, really? The pit head pit coach. Head coach. Losing his mind. What was he saying? That's appropriate. Uh, well, he was he was pissed off about like the the, I think the stall call and then the challenge and yeah, if I remember correctly, he was I mean, like anyone that would just like talk to him. Like I remember Kevin Jackson was staying there getting ready to wrestle with Kyvin, and Kevin's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fifty-seven. This was Imar's first title. He was not tame. He beat James Green three to two. I th- <laughs> I, th- I want to say riding time Ride was out. a factor. Yeah, he rode yep. him out. Uh-huh. Uh, very close match. Super competitive. Uh, Green was almost away. Or there was an exchange where Green was right there, but Imar just, just a little bit better. And then he pieced up um, Brian Robuto. But the biggest story wow. this is, in this bracket and in the, the biggest story out of this entire tournament. They, the Brian Robuto Ian Miller thing is one of the worst moments <laughs> in NCAA wrestling history. It it is a, such a black eye for the sport. And let me break it down for you. You don't need the bracket up for this. Okay, Ian Miller and Brian Robuto are scrapping. Ian Miller is on fire. He is beating Brian Robuto pretty soundly until he hits a wall. He hits a wall, and Brian Robuto at the end of regulation starts to get it going. It's a takedown release, takedown release kind of situation. There's a lot of calls. There's stall points flying up. It's a very confusing. I can imagine as a table worker, you're like, wait, was that a takedown? Blah, blah, blah. So what ends up happening in the flurry of points, an additional point that Brian Robuto did not earn is given to Brian Robuto. This causes the match to go to overtime. Before overtime happens, the Kent State coaching staff is like, hold on a second. The score's not right. He goes and he asks the ref, hey, check check the score. I don't think he had this right. The ref's like, score's right. Sit down, sit down. Dismisses him. And then 
they wrestle in overtime that should not have been wrestled. Okay? And Brian Robito wins, wins because Brian Robito was not cast and Ian Miller was. But it doesn't matter because at the end of seven minutes, which is how long college wrestling matches are, <laughs> he had fewer points. And it was such a, it was such a, a, a pathetic situation the way it played out because not only did they mess it up so bad on, on the mat, not only did the scorekeeper not say, hey, something went happening, because they had to manually override the system to add the extra point. It wasn't something where an extra point got on it. They had to hit something that was outside of, like, not a takedown, not near fall. There was just, like, a plus two on there. We have the, the famous screenshot of it. I can tweet that out later of how they entered it in incorrectly. And so that scorekeeper should have known that he there was something not right, but they just kept the match moving and all this stuff. And then the NCAA had the chance to get it right. And they had the opportunity to say, hey, well, sorry, this shouldn't have gone to overtime. Ian Miller's your winner. And I don't think anyone really says boo about it because at the end of seven minutes, he had fewer points. And to me, that's who should advance in a tournament. But what they did is they went in a back room and they voted on it and said, well, the coaches should have challenged it. They should have waved the challenge flag. And they put it on Jim Andresi and, and Kent State for not challenging, even though the coaches went up and asked the ref if the score was right. And the ref dismissed them and sent them back to the corner. And they said for that reason, they didn't. Um, they put it on the Kent State coaches instead of putting it on themselves. And to, to me, it's one of the biggest, most disappointing things that's ever happened in an NCAA wrestling tournament. And NCAA should still be ashamed of themselves. And there were coaches on the panel that voted to double down on that decision. And it's still terrible. And Ian Miller took it better than anyone because he gave a pretty classy interview at the end of it. But everyone else was furious, and I think they had a right to be. So that was the worst part of that whole tournament. Right. And that's that. And that's that. <laughs> uh, also, I'm not ben, ben, ben loves the real Butos, so he's 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 not. Very I don't close. know how impartial this is. This is basically like uh, well, you're, up- you're right. I don't I don't know if there's much to say about it. So uh, the first thing that Kale protests in the Wilps Brown match at 42 seconds, Bra- uh, Wil- they have given Wilps an escape and they take it away, and then he gets an escape anyways uh, right after that. So that that's the first thing that Kale challenges. Yeah, and then I found um, I found it. It was in the final three seconds, but for some reason I wasn't seeing I don't know. Anyways, time runs out. Match going to overtime. Kale, like you said, waves the flag. They review it, and uh, Brown had tried to stand up. With, they had a restart with three seconds left. Brown tried to stand up. Whether he dropped down on his own or was brought down, you'd be the judge. Um, but they called locked hands. So it would have went to overtime. It would have gone to overtime and said Brown just won. The most anticlimactic. I mean, it's a tough call because, like, how much reaction time do you want? Brown clearly went down to the mat on his own. Yeah. He's, like, knee sliding from standing. That is a bad call. Yeah, you swallow. I mean, they're 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 stalling one. So one second, and then so this is slowed down. Uh, Now it's over. over. He's kind of right. Man, Tyler Wilps, let go. Dude. No, this is slowed down, CP. That's one second left on the clock, so this is slowed down, and now time's out right now. Yeah. It's maybe a half second for when he drops down to the mat and his hands are locked. You have reaction yeah. time, especially when the other guy is the one that went back down to his knee. Bracky fired up. It's yeah, a bad you, you call. Bracky loves, that's a fair, bad call. loves Pitt. I'm, tight. I'm cheering for Pitt in this He's situation. He's right. I'm, not, oh, I'm messing with you. <laughs> All right. Bracky is... is um, 
is, is furious. So and now, then uh, goes on to make the finals, if you remember, at 57, because Dylan Ness's shoulder like came out of his body. And then we had the cool um, Dylan Ness sign-off where he came out and like injury defaulted yeah. against Bruschetta, and he got a standing O. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Was I awesome. remember that uh, vividly. And then there was 165, which was uh, that wasn't that juicy either because Alex Danger was so much better than everyone. Dagon, it didn't matter. Bo Jordan pinned uh, who's the Illinois guy, Jackson Morris, to uh, to yep. clinch it. That was the clinching moment when he hit him with a banana split to win it. And Illinois thought it was illegal, but it didn't matter. They call the fall. Hey, I want to get to some questions here. Is there anything else in 65, Ben? No, let's do it. Question. Let's do it. Okay, one, one thing. O.J. Simpson thinks Carol uh, Carol Baskin's guilty. Does that sway <laughs> he you? He would know. Oh my. It takes it takes a it takes a killer to catch a killer. Or there's something. There's some sort of yeah. a saying like that. Cues from S yep. asks, can we rename the NCAA Carol Baskin? They both run a business and don't pay their employees. <laughs> well, how does Carol Baskin get away with paying her employees? She's the worst. At least, hey, I know that Eddie Cowie got $138 a week, but at least it was $138 a week. She, Carol, ran, it was so cultish that, like, they they were just enticed by getting a different shirt color. They're like, oh, if I do this for five years, I get a navy blue shirt. Like, that's, that's like, that was like the. Seriously. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, it's crazy. Someone wants to know how many ligers you'll have at the end of this quarantine, Ben. At least three. Three ligers. Wow. <laughs> That's perfect. Okay. Andy Bader, brother to Mark Bader. Senior year Ben versus senior year Jaden. Who wins, assuming they're the same weight? I don't do these things. <laughs> Leave me alone, Andy Bader. I'll tell you this. <laughs> All right. Um, current Gable Stevenson versus Oklahoma State Mako. Winner and score. Ooh. Oh, my God. That is so fun. That's wild. They, they, you know what? Double DQ, they oh. get in a fist fight. <laughs> that, that is clearly a possibility. That is, that really it, is. If Vegas is setting the odds, it's like maybe uh, Gable minus two something and uh, one something and, and Mako plus something. And then like a little minus 1,000 is double DQ. They punch each other in the face. Wow. Dude, I don't know. This is going to be a good one because Mako's not going to take any attacks, and Gable's such a great reattacker. And, you know, like Cassiope doesn't get scored a lot because he won't attack, but Gable's not getting Mako out of position and blowing through him like that. Like, that's just not happening. No. Oh, my God. What happens? I think Gable's feet are too good to get foot swept. You think, but yeah, if he can get Andrew Spay <laughs> 20, 24 times in one practice. He said two <laughs> dozen. He got foot you know what I'm, four times. You know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about I, there's this one of the kids we have, uh, Aiden Medora, and I remember, you know, I think he was in eighth or ninth grade maybe. So he, he was pretty good at wrestling, but, you know, he was smaller, and for some reason I had to wrestle with him. And I can't shoot. I don't want to shoot on kids because I don't want to, like, headbutt him or blast him you know he's like 130 pounds and so i remember one day i was trying to just foot sweep him as many times as i can and then i would like tease him when i foot swept him and i only got to like seven and i'm an adult and he's like you know an eighth or ninth grader so how the hell does spank get foot swept 24 times we need By to an do eighth a, grader. a flow film on getting foot swept 24 times is it have you ever had a practice it probably didn't happen to you ben but where someone just what? kept hitting the same move on you a bunch of times in a practice, maybe not a foot sweat, 
But it's like, I can't stop this thing he's doing. Mm. No, I mean, no, not really. I can't, I can't, not, not when I was an adult, at least. Okay. My yeah. high school coach, you know what my high school coach used to do to me when I was little? Huh. Uh, I was probably 130, I think I was about 130 pounds sophomore. Uh, to piss me off, he would wrestle on his knees and say, he would say that the midget's coming to practice today. <laughs> and he would, he would wrestle only from his knees and he could still beat me. And it would make me so mad. Oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> so T.R. Wussow wants to trade us for uh, a copy, a DVD of One Last Shot for some Flow Wrestling gear. Now, it's not the DVD we need. We need the rights to stream it so that we can do commentary I, over it. Did Wayne Boy get you I, I, with a counteroffer? I offered 500 bucks on uh, – that was on Tuesday night. I haven't got a response. Listen, you got to say – I'm going to need to say this offer comes off the table at midnight tonight. <laughs> you just have to say that. I think uh, – the, the first step, though, is in getting the DVD. Yeah, we do. We do need to get because we we can start some prep. You have you seen it? No. Okay. Ben loves it. He. I had no idea this was even a thing until Ben brought it up on <laughs> FRL like a month ago. At least Wayne talked the goat John Smith into being in a feature film. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, that's gonna count for something. Yeah, seriously, it's more than I can say. Okay. Um, Anything else uh, we want to get to? Any other? There's, that's uh, we did the question. Does Kale tweet again before 2022? <laughs> that's, <the go> <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. His last tweet was um, when get, when David won NCAAs, I think, or won Worlds. NCAAs Worlds, Worlds, yeah. 2018. So October of 2018 was like the previous last tweet he sent. And he goes on a tweet storm. Um I don't know, unless Ben accuses him of stealing more moves. I don't I don't know. I think we're He I might have stole he might have stole them all. We don't know. He <laughs> uh he he used to tweet all the time. Kale is hilarious. Um Kale is a he is a good tweeter. Like he's very blah in interviews. On Twitter, he's really funny. He really should tweet more often. He used to make fun of Adam Lynch all the time for drive, driving a Prius. He used to make fun of Jake Varner for being bad at Settlers of Catan and stuff. He's a very funny person, but he doesn't uh, he doesn't do it anymore. He hides so much of of his gifts under a bushel and just keeps them for his his team and the people closest to him. Which I guess that's his right to do. But I feel I feel like we're deprived of of uh, some Kale Sanderson gems. So with that, I guess that's it. There's nothing else to do. There's nothing else to be said other than goodbye and thank you. Thanks so See much. See you next for Tuesday. Next Tuesday, we will be back. Um, Kyle will be back. Ben will be back. We've got a lot of great content planned for you. I, we've got, I forget who else coming on the show with Bader. I know uh, T.R. Foley is. T.R. Foley boo. of Night World Wrestling. Don't boo Foley. This no, man's a total jabroni. He's the, the worst. No, he's not. No, he's not. Mark he Perry, he Mike Mock, Pat Bellamy, <laughs> T.R. Foley. Okay, Foley had coronavirus. So he's going to talk about that and UW stuff. Mark Perry, Savage, Mike Machiavelli, the nicest guy who ever lived. And Pat Downey. This is quite a cornucopia of, <laughs> of guests. All flavors, okay? Uh, so enjoy that. That's coming up soon. We'll be back Tuesday. Have a nice weekend. Be safe. Stay inside. See you soon.